0: Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Wednesday of the fifth week of Lent, March the 24th. I'd like to spend a few minutes talking with you about something that we do every day, and often we really don't think about it, and yet it's something that is very, very powerful. And as I say, just about every moment of every day, we uh, have this power, we have this ability, and uh, we give it off and we put it on public display. And what I'm talking about is the power of example. The power of your example, the power of my example. And again, we often don't think about it. Uh, No one really cares, no one's really concerned, Uh, no one's watching about what I do or what I say, how I act, and yet that's really not true. Each of us, every day, we give off this power of example. For example, the power of parents example of parents in relation to their children, and also parents, how they treat one another, how spouses treat one another, especially in the presence of their children, or perhaps even others, relatives, may maybe friends that are invited over, or neighbors. How do we treat one another? How do we speak and act? The power of example. The power of the example of peers. Here, example is very, very powerful. Young people want to be accepted. They want to be liked. They want to be part of the in crowd. And uh, often that conformity can be for good or ill, as we know. The images that people on television portray uh, in entertainment, in sports, in politics, in religion. all walks of life, and we see them on the screen, and we see them on some computer device Then uh, that leaves an impression. The image on the screen may fade to the next one, but it's imprinted, sometimes very powerful on our own imagination, our own mind, and very often subconsciously, but it's there, working its effect on us, the power of those in authority, religious authority, uh, again, for good or ill, uh, the power of teachers, uh, the power of those who supervise and are in charge of workplaces, the kind of example, the kind of culture they build, the kind of tone that is set, a word, an example, the body language. We exhibit towards others. We're constantly in public view. You may not think of it that way, but the camera is always on. It's always the on button. And uh, there are times in which we wish we could delete them, and there's also times in which we would like to hold them up, because those were what President Lincoln called our finer angels. We're a mixture of good and bad examples. And yet, we often dismiss example as something that, uh, well, again, it's part of the everyday furniture. You don't even think about it. And yet, it's enormously powerful and influential uh, on the behavior of others, especially young people, as we say, who are very, quote-unquote, impressionable. Well, what kind of impression do we leave? What kind of impression do we imprint? On those around us especially those in our everyday lives and the reason I bring this up is because we have a powerful example uh, by three brothers and this example is contained in our reading today reading from the book of Daniel chapter 3 verses 14 through 20 91 and 92 verse 95 i realize that's a little uh disconnected but it flows the story daniel chapter 3 verses 14 through 20 91 through 92 and verse 95 we encounter uh, king nebuchadnezzar uh, the king of babylon he's very powerful uh he's the one who brought the whole of israel Uh, the northern and the southern part, Israel and Judah, uh, into exile and uh, ravaged uh, the land that uh, they had been living in. because of their disobedience, the Israelites, they were carted off uh, to uh, Babylon. They were in exile. And the king is very powerful and with most powerful people. He became arrogant and prideful. And... um, He demanded that the Israelites in this foreign land worship a golden statue that he had made. And he calls in three brothers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three brothers. Many of you have heard those names. There's even uh, a song that's sung at Mass, uh, Shadrach. Meshach and Bendigo, and he tells them be ready now to fall down and worship the statue I made notice he had it made in other words he fashioned God uh, which tells you a lot about what you need to know about Nebuchadnezzar and um, for Israel it is God that fashions the people it is God that fashions us. We may try to fashion God in our own image and likeness, but that ends in disaster. It's God who fashions us. And he said, this statue I have made, I want you to fall down and worship every time you hear the trumpet and the flute and the lyre and the harp and the bagpipe and all the musical instruments. Otherwise you shall be instantly cast into the white hot furnace and who is the god that can deliver you out of my hand the mocking of god who's the god who's going to save you you're in my hands now not in not in this god that you're talking about and shadrach meshach and Abednego answer nebuchadnezzar and they say there is no need for us to defend ourselves before you in this matter in other words, we don't have to defend ourselves to you. You've already made up your mind. You have already have your golden statue, which is useless and lifeless. If our God whom we serve can save us, they said, from the white-hot furnace and from your hands, O King, may he save us. But even if he will not know, O King, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden statue, which you, back to you, which you have set up. Well, as most people in high places who incur resistance and downright disobedience, Nebuchadnezzar's face becomes livid with utter rage against the brothers. So what does he do? He orders the furnace to be heated seven times more than usual and had the strongest men Tied the three brothers together and cast them into the white hot furnace. Hmm. Nebuchadnezzar, he rose in haste and asked his nobles, Did we not cast three men bound into the furnace? Didn't you do what I told you? Assuredly, O king, they answered. But Nebuchadnezzar replied, I see four men, unfettered and unhurt, walking in the fire. And the fourth looks like the son of God. How can that be? You're supposed to be worshipping the God that I made. Again, notice that dynamic. The God that I made. And yet, you're unbound, unhurt, and you're in the midst of this fire seven times, the normal white hot fire. And they're in there walking in the fire with a fourth who looks like a son of God. So what does Nebuchadnezzar do? He says, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel to deliver the servants that trusted in him. They disobeyed the royal command and yielded their bodies rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Notice that. The power of example. This king, all-powerful in earthly means, fashioning his own gods, having the ability to throw people into the furnace, this, this rule of life and death on earth, There will be no worship of this uh, God, of these people. I have set up a God. That's the God you worship. And by their example of faith and trust, the God is the God of deliverance. This powerful Nebuchadnezzar, he says, Blessed be the God, Shadrach, Meshach, and a ago, Who sent the angel to deliver. The servants. That trusted in him. It's a powerful example. It turned the heart. Of this tyrant. This despot. This, this maker of gods. False gods. Uh, they were able to do that. By the power of their example. Power of example. And I think that we in our own daily life, especially in this holy season, we have the power of example every day. We walk in the white hot furnace of everyday life, everyday life, and we are surrounded by so many idols, so many statues, so many things claiming, worship me obey me so many idols that are fashioned by other other person's hands their will their desires to lure us in to worship them it can be the images that dance across the screen of our television or the looking devices that we have it can be the allurement of advertisements. Riches and power and prestige, sexual attractiveness, desirability, popularity, notoriety. All of those dancing before us in the white, in the white hot uh, furnace of everyday life. They're all claiming, fall down and worship me. And that's, what example do we give? Uh, do we bow down and worship? Is that the example, and is that Are those the gods, false gods, lifeless, that we fall down and worship every day, or do we worship the true and living God, who fashions us, who loves us, who never abandons us, who is the Lord and the giver of life? Not only life in this world, but life in the world to come. The power of our example. At the end of the day, what God have we worshipped? Have we danced before the gods of the world? At the sound of the commercial? At the flashing of all of the material things that parade before us? All of the tremendous gadgets that surround us. Is that what we worship? Is that what we wouldn't think of living a day without having those things? Well, there is our God. That's the God we worship. That's the example we send. To our children. To those around us. All of us do that. Every single day. Uh, we're susceptible to that, to the white, hot oven of everyday life. And so it is the power of our example. At the end of the day, have we been an example of serving and trusting, having faith in the abiding presence of the one true living God? Or have we given ourselves up to the worship of idols. That's not an academic question. You don't have to go to Harvard to get the answer to that. You just have to spend a few moments in reflection at the end of each day, asking, What God did I serve today? Jesus in the Gospel of John provides us with the powerful. The supreme example. The night before he is to die on the cross, he washes the disciples' feet. Peter objects. And Jesus said, If I do not wash your feet, you can't have anything to do with me. For Jesus came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for men, not to be served. And those who would follow him must do the same. We must be in humble service to one another. And in so doing, it is elevated to worship the true God who came into our midst and not only washed our feet, above all on Calvary, Almighty God washed us of our sins and cleansed us of our guilt. Is only Almighty God can do Not to give us a better life on earth, but above all, to give us eternal life with Almighty God. That's God's example. That's how God fashions us. God invites us to worship him by doing his holy will each and every day towards him. And in so doing, towards those around us. So each of us, we're very powerful. Each of us, every day, we give off examples. What examples are we giving? The worship of the idols of the marketplace, or do we worship the one true God who came among us? To love us and to redeem us and to save us. To give his life for the ransom of men. So that we might truly live. Not only for ourselves. But that we might live to the glory of God. Let us each day give the example. Of worshipping. The one true God. God bless you.